the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. You need to go to supermarketguru.com. Supermarketguru.com. I met Phil Lempert when he was talking about coffee. And he had just done a segment on the Today Show and then came to another radio show I was working on. And I don't drink coffee. This I have not had a cup of coffee uh, since, oh my gosh, since the early 80s. Not, not a one. But what, what this guy told me about coffee, I said, this guy knows food inside out. And so whenever I can, I like to talk to Phil Lempert about food and trends in our food shopping. We talked briefly last week, so he's going to try and join us on a semi-regular basis. Uh, the supermarket guru himself, Phil Lempert. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Mike. And your coffee is good for you. Coffee is not bad for you. It's well, one of nature's th- best foods. No, I, I, I love the way ground coffee beans smell. I think it's just one of the... One of the more refreshing smells. I might have had a problem with overdoing it. I might have there. There might have been somebody you know who was consuming, I don't know, twenty to twenty-five cups of coffee a day. <laughs> yep. And well, so, that, that, that's that's not good. But don't forget, you know, coffee in moderation, and I'm talking probably two, three cups a day. Very good, rich in antioxidants. Very good to avoid certain cancers. It flushes your system out, and certainly it makes you more alert. So, think about that. Okay, I'm, I'm a tea drinker. I'm buying. I'm, I'm a buying. tea drinker. I'm I'm, okay. I'm there with the tea, and it's what black kind of tea. tea. What kind of black tea? tea? Or I'm Earl Grey. Or uh, I, I will go with a couple different versions, but it's predominantly black tea. And I even like some of the, the Russian black teas, like the Kushmikov teas, who are mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're strong and they have the antioxidants, too. And they have the yes, caffeine, they do. too. Yes, they do. That's why I was that's why I was asking, because, you know, if you're just doing herbal tea like chamomile or mint, while they're very refreshing and very cleansing, I mean, they're not they're not going to have the antioxidants for you. No, no, and I, I still to this day believe chamomile is meant for bathing, isn't it? It's, it's not to be consumed as a <laughs> Love beverage. It. Love it. Well, you know, if you have a good chamomile tea, it's it's an exception. And it's very flavorful. I happen to love Mighty Leaf teas. All their teas, I think, are great. And their chamomile is exceptional. The typical chamomile that you would get in a restaurant or, you know, just buying off a box, it's dishwater. It's tasteless. See, you're holding up my theory here. Yep. <laughs> now, last last week we talked briefly with Phil, and we were mentioning uh, some of the, the ways that the food sources, the grocery stores, if you will, were changing their business models, adapting their business models. And just before uh, we came on today, Phil, one of the chains you've talked about here, Aldi, has entered into a, a new agreement with somebody I'd never heard before. Who who the heck is Instacart? Well, Instacart has been around for probably about three years. And basically what they do, it's similar to an Uber type of service, and I'll explain that in a second, is they deliver groceries. So you have on your phone an app, an Instacart app. It lists those retailers that participate. So, for example, um, here in Los Angeles, there's about eight different 
uh, chains that I can order from in New York. It's about six different ones. Um, so you choose what retailer you want. Then you go through, pick all the products, and it delivers to you within um, usually an hour or two hours at most. Or you can even pre-schedule deliveries. Now, the interesting thing about Instacart, and they have raised a gazillion dollars. Um, back in February, they got another $400 million. Um, they really got started with Whole Foods. Now that Amazon is taking over Whole Foods and Amazon has Amazon Fresh for delivery, I have little doubt um, that, you know, Instacart's Whole Foods business is going to go away. So Instacart's really been out there pushing to get more and more retailers to sign up. However, Big issue with Instacart is, um, number one, uh, you know, it's got about 80% of their workforce are part-time, like Uber drivers. Um, mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, this 80% of their workforce is very disgruntled. And they're disgruntled for two basic reasons. Number one is the app, and they're, and they're modifying it in certain cities now gives you the option for a service charge. And that could be anything from zero to, I think, you know, like 25%. What most consumers thought when they were using Instacart is that service charge goes to the driver. Well, no, it doesn't go to the driver. It goes to the company. And, and it's a very weird system. So if you order, uh, for example, um, and I'm going to use, uh, l let me use tea for an example. If you were to okay. order 100 packages of that tea from them, that driver gets paid just on one item. It's, it's like the 10 items or less checkout. Um, if I order, you know, 100 different products, they get paid on 100 different products. And that ranges between 30 and 40 cents per product. Then if you get over $200, they get a $5 um, kick, uh, you know, $5 bonus for, for doing that. Um, so a lot of the drivers have been very, very upset because people thought that they were getting a tip. And instead, they're making about 8 bucks per delivery. So now Instacart is changing. So you have your service fee and then you can give them a tip. The problem for consumers is that they're all of a sudden looking around and they're saying, my groceries are costing me 30, 35 percent more uh, because of this. I'm just going to go to the store. Wow. This is this is why I want to know what's going on in our food world. And this is why Phil Lempert joins us. I didn't I didn't know about that, but that certainly makes sense when you look at it, because uh, for years Uber, you, there was no place to add a tip mm -hmm. on the right. app. They have it now. Lyft has a place to add a tip, and they always have. Uh, I tend to believe people like cash. And so when I make use of an Uber or Lyft, or if I were to use an Instacart, I would want to spiff the driver with a couple of bucks. But you know what, Phil? We're seeing people shying away from cash anyway. So cash yeah, is, is drying up in many ways. But uh, we're all touch, uh, touched with digital cash these days. So that, that's interesting. Now, you were also uh, writing to me earlier saying that there's some news in food prices. I don't, I don't know if I've seen this yet. Uh, I do the grocery shopping in our house, but uh, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on it. What areas of food prices do I need to be watching? 
everything. Uh, everything except <laughs> eggs. Eggs are still down. Um, the Consumer Price Index for July uh, just came out a couple days ago. And what it shows, and this is the first time in about 19 months that, that we've seen uh, price deflation, you know, lowering of prices now reversed. So food at home in July went up 0.3%. Overall food, 1.1%. Fresh fruits and veggies, 2%. Um, you know, uh, beef and veal up 1.7%. Poultry up about a half of a percent. Chicken, 1.5%. Uh, Eggs down, 9.5%. Um, so all these prices are going up. And this is going to be the start, in my opinion, of more food inflation. We're going to start to see prices go up about where they were about two years ago, which you know, for some was the highest we've ever seen. Hmm. I know meat and beef had gone up, but I'm always mystified when I see chicken go up, but eggs go down. I would think there'd be a correlation there somewhere. No, you know, it's, it's, it's different, um, different animals, if you would, uh, you know, chicken for consumption and chicken to lay eggs. And the problem is after bird flu, um, when prices of eggs really went up, uh, because we had to cull, you know, I think it was 40 million chickens. Uh, mm -hmm. basically what we, what we then found is all these, um, poultry flocks replenish themselves much quicker than anybody thought. So huh. that's what's really created the, you know, we still have the same demand for eggs, but we have more chickens now laying those eggs. Oh, well, that's good. Well, it's good to see the recovery there. Uh, yep. Next time um, in the future, put this in your little notebook so I don't forget it. I want to talk about high-end meats and some of the mm -hmm. uh, specialty beefs because that's something I'm fascinated with. But you also said uh, if you're looking at your food prices go up, there's good news about something we can eat that will take some of the anxiety away. Yeah, you know, a new study just came out uh, from the University of College of Cork in Ireland. Mm. And what they found is a lot of the bacteria in yogurt is actually soothing to our to our brains. It's almost like Prozac, um, but in a uh, in a much more gentle and much more healthful way. Um, so, you know, yogurt continues to expand. Um, we know about all the great bacteria that's in our gut that's making our us digest our food that much better. But this is the first study ever um, that looked at this. And what they did is they tested the strain of, of bacteria in a group of mice every day for a month. And they found that they were a lot less anxious. So yogurt, you know, another another gold star for one of my favorite products. Well, that's good. That's good news. Is it frozen yogurt, too? Is it the delicious dessert yogurt, or is it just the... No, uh... <laughs> there's, there's so little bacteria in those. No, it's, it's the fresh cup yogurt. It's the one without artificial sweeteners, without artificial colors. You know, it, it's like, you know, the real Greek yogurts, if you will. The live bacillus cultures that are in there. Correct. The ones Correct. that are good for your tummy, also good for your, uh, apparently, anxiety. And one quick one, Phil, because I'm up against the clock. Good news out of Taco Bell, maybe? Yeah, no, this is good news. What they have is they now took a fried egg and they curved it so it becomes a taco shell. So you're basically eating, you know, the cheese and the meat and the potatoes inside of the egg. It's very clever. It's cute. It's, it's probably healthier than those fried taco shells that they normally have. I've, I've never heard anything at Taco Bell described as cute, but now I'm curious <laughs> and I'll have to check it out. His, his name is Phil Lempert. He is uh, found 
online at thesupermarketguru.com. And uh, with some degree of regularity, we hope, here on, uh, on this little show. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.